Welcome to Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce, a relatable podcast series about life and being consciously uncomfortable. I'm Kelly. And I'm SB. And we invite you to get naked in this chaos with us as we build a conscious community one conversation at a time. And having a few laughs along the way. So with that being said, let's get get naked. Thank you for joining another episode of Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. I have Sarah Beth and Aaron here. Um, super exciting. Mm-hmm. Today we are talking about navigating your career and in within leadership as women. And it's a powerful subject that we all have a lot of experience at this round table and we're about to unpack that. So without further ado, let's talk about how effed up it is to be <laughs> women. Let's just go right in on that. Women in leadership. What have been your struggles? Wait, I want to go here. I love that we don't even actually really need to introduce you because no. everyone loves having I you. Like, ever. I feel like I'm like the little third wheel friend that, but I'm so excited about it. I'm like, hey, it's me again. Sarah Beth was like, do you want to come do this podcast? And I was like, do people want to hear me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone's like, I can't wait to hear but it. But I love it. I feel again. like a pseudo fake member of Naked with Mimosas well, and Hot Sauce. Absolutely. It makes me Family. It's a, what's a, what's a, um, threesome? Yes, a threesome. No. Am I like, but, but I'm the one who's reset. invited in. I'm not like, I'm the side. Oh my God. Wait, am I at the bottom or the top? <laughs> I'm clearly on the side. Okay, this might left field real fast. So, but this we've been, why no we've been having Right, I don't know why women are getting so sexualized in workplace. <laughs> Especially because when you talk about any of that, I am Kelly and I, Aaron, I don't know if you guys, if you're like this or not, but like Kelly and I have always bonded over being the two women in the room and we don't have to be in the same room together, but we will go back and talk to each other about, Oh my God, this guy in this room said the word penetrate and we couldn't (laughs) help but like giggle and whatever. Like you have these, you, it's almost like, I feel like that was my way of not deflecting. It's not the word I'm thinking of, but it was trying to be a part of the the, the boys, boys. Club. yeah, yeah, it was to do it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "That is funny, though." Yeah. You can't help but make the jokes, but that in itself could be its own conversation, right? Of like, how you, why do I have to learn about certain sports I don't give a shit about to be able to have a conversation in a conference room? Yep. Right? Or, yeah, or say that is your natural, like something you're into, penetration or the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both. Okay, uh, but the sport or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, like oh, you, oh. You like that? Oh, the audible, just, right? She called it audible. Right. I, I get it. I was made a decision by myself. That's cool. But everyone else is like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting the perceptions that people have of you as a woman in a leadership role. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So you're, what was your question before we went off on a tangent? So my question really was, uh, I think it's changing a little bit. So when I start reflecting back on 20 years, I started out as a part-time teller in a finance corporate world. So I definitely climbed the corporate ladder at a very young age. And your goal was, I distinctly remember meeting you when you made VP and your goal was to make VP by the time you hit 30. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And I did. And it was, it was a great, I would never take it back. But I also, what was one of the youngest people that was a branch manager um, in the banking industry, this was what, 15 years ago, maybe even shit. I don't know how old I am anymore. But I also was the youngest and, you know, maybe three or 4% of our people, branch managers were women. And so when we had regional meetings, I would walk into a room of middle-aged, um, typically white men, and it was very little diversity in general. And here I come thinking about, you know, okay, how do I carry myself? I can't be 
too cute or too walk too fast. I have to, you know, I look young and I am young. So I have to, there's a lot of battles. Like we had to like figure out how to maneuver and to gain respect. Then I also had to play the card of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing either. Right. So I have to fake it till you make it, but also know that I have a lot of value because I'm an old soul and I'm good at what I do. And I also need demand that respect of being able to add value into a room filled with men in suits. So, you know, where I think we're here today just to talk about perception, how to manage that. And I think we all navigated, you know, different ideas in our careers. Uh, You You hit the nail. You said, I have a serious issue with the fact that we have to manage perception when men don't have to. Right. Um, I don't know if that's like that in education for you too or not, but like there are so many groups that were, that are around to help women figure out how to carry themselves in certain environments. When I don't look around and see a whole lot of that when it comes to men and business. And so again, another, like that could go down its own rabbit hole. Right. But like I had to learn to, at some point, especially at my time at Verizon to step back and go, these are here because they're, they're trying to get more of us to leadership roles, right. To be able to to feel comfortable, comfortable enough to raise our hands and say, I'm ready for a leadership role. And managing perception is part of it, as annoying as it is, mm-hmm. and I hate it that we have to. Um, it is a lot of what we have I to do. I see that's, that's my hang up is I have a hard time getting past the annoyance piece mm-hmm. because I know I'm good at my job. I know I know what I'm talking about. I know that I'm effective. I know that I'm efficient. Like I know those things. So it, I have a, my biggest barrier in the last two years was like acknowledging the perception piece and conforming and like having to work around it. Yep. Like I, I felt like it was a silent protest to yep. almost be like, mm-hmm. no, you're going to take it as it is because you're not worried about my male counterpart who's doing the exact same thing I'm doing, who delivers the feedback the exact same way I do. And when I give it, I'm a bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when he does it, it's like, Oh, great. No problem. Right on it. Um, and so for a while I was really hung up on just having to even think that way. And mm-hmm. so I had to do a lot of like self-reflection and kind of like letting go of it. Like it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> but this is what it is. And so either you can ignore it and it might stall your career. It will cock block you yep. for sure. Yep. yep. Or you can try and play the game and just get better at it. And so for me, like I have a leadership coach the last two years mm-hmm. and that's been the biggest game changer for me is she's helped me almost like um, finesse or like, uh, improve the way that I communicate certain things. And so like learning how like word choice, um, delivery, delivery really makes a difference. And so I've stopped looking at it sometimes as it being like a female thing Mm -hmm. and more about like, I just have to know how to play the game a little bit better. And she's kind of helped me, um, uh, uh, finesse or, or finesse is your perfect mm-hmm. word. I know there's I another like word that. I hate when I can't think of words. Fine tune it or something yeah, like that. That's like fine it, tune. That is yeah. it. It's the other F mm-hmm. word. Fine tune. <laughs> <laughs> fine tune my delivery um, so that it can be heard, right? Because at the end of the day, the point is like, I still need the result to happen. So I don't need to get tricked, tripped up in like how you felt, how I felt, my intention, blah, blah, right. blah. Like, I just need us to like get to the other right. side. So if I can reflect a little bit 
and play the game, then like, that's what I'll do. Um, but I had to work really hard to get past, like over my feelings about why is, why is this a big deal when I say something, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't have a penis. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think a little bit too is, you know, when I was in leadership in the banking and finance, which is super conservative, especially back in the day, it was, I chose to wear black suits only, black pantsuits with heels specifically only for 13 years. No one on my team ever really saw me in anything, I mean, colored undershirts, sure, but no, no colored suits, no pencil skirts. Um, because when I did, I have always had a butt and legs. It was, you know, it was very much like, oh, there she is, right? And so instead of, I had to choose my battles. Do I want to be there she is? Or do I want people to first understand the mission that I have and then be able to influence the culture enough where it wouldn't matter exactly what I wore? And that went from hairstyle to who I acknowledged in the room first. If I mingled too long with a certain group of men versus the women, how do I acknowledge and support the women that are in the room without making them feel threatened? You can't be cute or too cute, too much makeup. And I'll be honest, like it's, we, have, we put a lot of pressure and a lot of judgment on each other. And I had to check my own biases at the doors too. So, you know, when a woman wears flats versus heels, that's a fucking statement, right? When a woman walks in with heels, that's a woman that you need to like fall in line a little bit for. When a girl comes in flip flops and fucking <laughs> in flats. And I, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. And so I chose not to be that battle. I, it's more comfortable change in my office, put my fucking tennis shoes back on and hop my way out in my fucking flats. But I look stumpy. I don't look powerful. And it actually did something to my self-confidence. So my ass was in black heels, closed toed, pantyhose, black suits, power. And then I had to figure out there's times where I did my hair a little sexier or, you know, if I wanted to put a little pizzazz on it, but I didn't want to fight that battle. I wanted to make sure I was able to show up with my nails cut clean with only colors of like nude or potential light pink or in my day, the wild color was red, right? Because I didn't want to fight that battle. If I showed up with too long and neon nails, I gave my, my girls feedback all the time. You can, I like it. I personally like it. Erin and I, I think yeah. have a, have a yeah, thing with this. Where we go. This is where we go toe to toe. Which I love, but <laughs> so that's your battle. But I can guarantee if you walk in, in, a, in a room filled with men or actually women, in a leadership position and your nails are way too long and a color that is maybe inappropriate for a conservative setting, that's just one more, one more little battle that you're going to have to climb over. Yeah. I also think too, it's like where you are in your career as well. I remember I was telling um, the ladies, I had a male um, leader give me feedback about my nails. I had like a, it was the summer. I had like literally like neon yellow nails and he, but it was very passive aggressive. Like, Oh, look at your nail. Like, like your nails. Like, and I knew what the message he was sending to me, mm-hmm. but at the time, I think I was just in this very, a space of like, I've been here a long time. I was getting, I had literally just landed a fellowship that only 13 people in the country get. And I was on my way to the fellowship with those nails and with blonde box braids. You know, I really was kind of like in a space where I was like, this is who I am. This is authentic to who I am. And you looked amazing. And and (laughs) I'm not going to like back down. But I remember feeling really annoyed. 
mainly because I felt like I didn't respect that he wasn't at least even direct. Sure. I felt like if you genuinely feel like you don't think it's a good idea for me to go to this fellowship with with neon colored nails, then if you truly care about my development, you should at least say directly like, hey, I think you're great. Here's my concern. Take it or lose it, right? But to be passive aggressive about it also for me was like even more reason where I was like, no, I'm going to keep my nails. Mm -hmm. And then the, the gotcha of it all was that later my picture with these same blonde braids and neon nails, and actually I had pink lipstick on too that day, <laughs> was sent out to like 400 schools in our network mm-hmm. about my leadership. And I just was kind of like, suck that, right? right? Because here I am being celebrated. And it was funny though, because he still, when he when he reforwarded it, he still sent like a little smarty, like, and her nails kind of, mm-hmm. you know? So I also recognize too, that I feel like men also bring a lot of, what they believe a woman is to mm-hmm. t- to the workplace, mm-hmm. even though it has nothing to do with it. I think men also bring this uh, perception of what they feel a female is, right? Sure. So like maybe they prefer a female that is quieter, a female mm-hmm. that is, um, you know, much more go with the flow, flexible. Maybe they prefer females who look natural and have this, whatever their yeah. like ideal of a female. I feel like men sometimes don't separate what they feel is like attractive in a female um, personally from from the work place. <laughs> you, um, you're to me of where you went with that made me think about when I was telling y'all earlier of you have some men that have perceptions that once a female gets pregnant, mm-hmm. their job mm-hmm. quote unquote is then to be a stay at home mom. <laughs> um, where I have been vocal from the rip that that is not, that's not my mission either. I praise every female, every woman that stays at home with their child more power to you. I feel like I, do I not knew have it day anymore. four of maternity leave that that was that, that was not for me. Right? That like, wasn't my, my people, I almost felt like I had, never mind. I'm not going to go. <laughs> so um, I was going to say something that I'm like, I don't want to get berated for this. So um, I remember getting pregnant and how somebody asked me, how, how did, how did I get pregnant or what I, I was thought the like? same thing. Like you said, <laughs> I remember more. getting pregnant. I'm like, how was it for you? Was it great? Was it top or bottom? <laughs> So I um I remember coming back and telling my boss, who's a male, literally about saying that I was pregnant. And I wondered what his reaction was going to be, right? Because you don't ever know, like, we talked about this a few minutes before we hit record, right? Like of how many female bosses we reported to. And I only had, I've only had one. Actually, I've had two, but, um, and I've, what their reaction would be when you got pregnant. And I think their, the immediate reaction, maybe when you have males reporting to you is, they might take two weeks. I'm only going to be without that person for two weeks. And you know that if you have a female direct report, at least 90, right? At least three months. So I got asked though by a male counterpart, like, so are you done? Like, are you going to stay at home? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Do you even know me? Absolutely not, right. And the 91st day I'll be back here, like three months. And I'll probably be stretching it, trying to get to three months. Like, I'm not going to feel bad about that. Wanting to get back into my trade. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I want to do. It's where I thrive. And I just wonder if how many men in their careers get asked, oh, you guys are pregnant. Are you going to stay home? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I remember because man, it doesn't happen. Like, doesn't happen. Real, it no, doesn't, it happen. doesn't happen. I remember a man telling me, well, you're on vacation. I was like, <laughs> Whew, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you think maternity leave is fucking vacation. Because yep. if so, I want my money back. This is a horrible, <laughs> horrible vacation. Like, what are you? 
I've never heard someone say that, but if they and now did, he's having a baby. I love him. And if he listens to this, did you ask him fine. if he was going to say? I home? actually should. I will do that I on totally Monday. Should. On Monday, I'm going to yeah, ask so him. So you say home? Do you say home, Dad? But yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where there's just a lot of. I think men in general have just such such like archetypes of mm-hmm. what a woman is, and for whatever reason, to me, it just cross it just crosses into the workplace. I've had men who I've worked for men who just generally cannot take direction and feedback from a female mm-hmm. where I've had, where I've busted my ass to try and like build the relationship, build the rapport. And I still get the like pushback. And I know it's because I'm a female giving the pushback. Yep. You don't, you, feel you don't like, want to hear them. You don't either. It's like, I don't know if you feel like I'm cutting you down or, or what, but like, unable to lean into the fact of like I'm a good fucking coach and I will get you to where you need to get and I will get your kids where they need to get you got to listen to me and like we'll partner and I've had some people where I just could not break through that because they did not could not take feedback from a female do you think that some of that again some of these things that I want to ask are like could be their own separate conversations but at some point in their upbringing Yes, a female was not going. that. There was the nurturing person in their life, and not the not the deterioration. Or um, yeah, I think there's either or, something there where they maybe have had either like maybe there's some mommy stuff happening there, or some sort of abandonment something. Or I just think there's a lot of people in the world also who just have like in general just like low self esteem, and I think men. We know that we know there's a fine balance, right, between like as women like stroking a man's ego and then like. You know, my mom used to always tell me like, like leading about the idea of like leading from behind. Mm-hmm. And so in like relationships, <laughs> is that so horrible? No, I mean, I just, she went, I went field. Left field. She went oh, from behind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was going to write, but this text her after this. Go ahead. But this idea of like, you know, men not appreciating a female who's like super vocal and they're like, sure. no, this is how we're doing it. And like the idea of like essentially mind fucking a man to think like something is their idea when it's not. Right. And you just kind of like coerce it from the background. <laughs> <laughs> and you're rubbing and it. Like, I kind of wish it was this is on video. This, but I'm doing like a little motion. <laughs> but, and so, but for me, like in the position that I'm in, I don't have time for sorry, that. I'm the sorry. position. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My biggest push has been so like in a school, I'm in a school environment. And so in a school environment, if you know anything about, about that, like the principal's in charge, but the assistant principals really run the show. We are like the workhorses that keep everything going. And so um, for me, I ran into and the, my other counterpart, who's also female, the only male on our leadership team is our principal and ran into a situation. Often both of us would run to situations where we would give a directive. Mind you, we've talked with it with him mind you but he also fully trusts us so there's a lot of times where we don't run anything by him we just run the show Mm -hmm. and people would either push back and go go to him and we try and keep a very like we don't do a lot of lines in our buildings we try and keep it so that you can go to the principal you like it's you know we don't want it to feel like you've got to make an appointment right but the flip side of that is he's not understanding that sometimes people are coming to him in a way that's kind of like undermining the respect and authority that they have for the females on the leadership. Sure. And so we had to really walk him through, like when you answer them and don't push them back to us, you're allowing that to continue. Mm -hmm. And he really was like, wow, I I honestly hadn't thought of it that way. And it was totally on board with rerouting. We'll have you talk to Aaron. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
You haven't. Okay. You need to go talk to Aaron first. And then if that doesn't pan out, then you can circle back to me. But like really intentionally rerouting people. So the biggest thing I feel like I've found is people going around me um, to get either his approval for something or to like, almost like how you, how like parents do sometimes, mm-hmm. right? You know, like I'm, I'm going to go ask dad, you know, right. like the supervisor. Yeah. That Mom sort of, right, that sort of thing. Right. And it's like, he's going to say the same exact thing mm-hmm. I said, but now it's okay because he, he said it's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's been like one of the bigger things I think that I've encountered is just people trying to like reroute themselves around me versus just taking what I'm saying as what it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll say the other thing is just I expected in my profession to have more female um, support. support. Mm-hmm. And so that was disheartening, I felt like, because I thought, like, if anybody should have my back, it would be another female in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was naive of me to think that. I don't know. But I just felt like, boy, like, guys always have guys. So I just always felt like, I, there would be females who would have my back and I have that, but I felt like it should be, have been more widespread, if that makes sense. But I also understand with females, there's other things at play. Well, that brings up a good <laughs> point because there's times in my career where I would much rather work for the wrong man than the wrong woman. Mm-hmm. And what makes a good woman leader in my mind is the ability to be very balanced and influence all walks of, you know, talent, right? In my, in my mind. And that takes a special woman. It really does. Cause I think you are going down the road of women and you know, when women get together, it's, is she too cute? The highest is the heels too high. Is she talking too long to this man? Like, you know, there's a, there's a lot that women can unpack, but when you get an emotional, intelligent woman that has experience and that can navigate and influence that person's unstoppable. Yep. And, un- and I think where men can have an advantage is that they don't care enough to be emotionally intelligent all the time that a lot of things just will like, will kind of, you know, brush under the rug and a lot of people will just go on about their business and that they're maybe easier to work for and maybe less micromanaged or less, you know, I don't know, less thought around the strategy sometimes. Uh, I don't know, but have you guys ever been in a position where, you know, you didn't support your woman to, you know, to want that woman leader because you were afraid of what her leadership skills were. Uh, so the, my two experiences of reporting to female leaders mm-hmm. have both been horrible horror. and, but if it had it's such a catch 22, because if it had not been for the female leader at the company I had spent eight sure. years at, I would have never gotten my first shot at being in a leadership role because she was leading leaders and she was hiring somebody new and she was all about knowing that more females needed to be in their roles. Sure. But it was tough. That was it. <laughs> what made it tough? In. Like in, or in, you know, maybe her example or like other friends of examples, like what makes it tough to be led by a woman when it's wrong. We know what it, when it, when it feels right. It feels right. Right. Am I right? Ladies. Uh, Am I right. But I'm just saying like, if it, <laughs> get it. Get it. But, what's crazy though, was like, I want to be careful because if say, she's not going to hear this, but if she was, I want her to know that she actually was a super integral part yeah. mm-hmm. and like 
where I feel like my career ended up propelling itself because if it wasn't for the situation I had been in with her and raising my hand literally and going, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to, I need so to find someone else to So she wasn't a shitty She just was, um, <laughs> she had grown up in the, um, I think she played, um, college ball, like basketball all the way. Like she, I, I can very clearly recognize when I have somebody on my team, whether I inherited it or hired on my own, where they played sports sports. because they're just the way that they respond to stuff. They almost need the whip um, Mm -hmm. because that's how that, like, don't talk to me, don't bullshit me. Don't talk in circles. Tell me exactly what you need from me. Um, Where that's how she led. So it was almost like, she was like, now I'm coaching my team. Right. But the way she was, she was coaching was all of us. It wasn't just me. It wasn't that it was super, um, not derogatory is not the word I'm thinking of, but deme- is demeaning maybe sure. the, like That's a lot of I sat in a lot of know. our one-on-ones where I'm like, normally I don't tell a female they need to sit in EQ class, EQ training, but like you could use a little EQ training. And so it's like, I, it, it was a tough, that was a tough one for me. But if I hadn't raised my yeah. hand to say, listen, I'm not threatening saying I'm le- like, you guys can absolutely replace me. Right. But like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so I need to find another place for myself to be. I love the company. I just can't do the leadership style anymore. So that part was tough. Um, the other one was by fear and that was back right after college. So, um, that was, that was a tough one. Right. And I, and I've been called about like my new team now, you know, they, they're like, I'm this balance between I can be warm and fuzzy and I can be a bulldog. That's me. Um, and they're like, I, they know that there's no doubt that I will have their back at, you know, at any point, but I wonder sometimes what the phrase bulldog, when mm. somebody's talking about what that means b- behind closed doors, when I'm not in there mm-hmm. of if a guy was a bulldog, you expect them to be that way. And there's no, you know what I mean? There's no negative to it. So I do feel like I'm constantly balancing that, mm. um, to skip ahead though, Kel, like, um, or not even, or maybe to backtrack, like. One of the times, though, that probably pissed me off the most that always comes up, and I and I told you, y'all both know the story, is sitting in a room full. It was not unusual for me to be uh, one or of two women, right, mm-hmm. in a room full of men at a and in corporate America. Um, and at this particular moment, that I the story is, I'm the only female in the room amongst all my peers, right? And the the boss goes. So can anybody take notes? And everyone looks at, looks at me because I'm the female in the room and I am my vocal Sarah best self. I'm like, y'all are sadly mistaken if you think that I'm the <laughs> one that's going to take notes in this because I'm a female. Even if I at least let me raise my hand and say I'm going to do it. Let me choose to be that, which right. I never would. My handwriting's horrible. But I don't want to be the one responsible for making sure I caught all of it, captured all of it anyways. Right. But like, don't just assume that all of us are supposed to be the admins in the fucking room because I'm a female. Right. Like, I know how to type Just because well. I'm the only <laughs> vagina in the room does not mean a thing. Right. You know yeah, but I mean? you weren't the Can only Can I out-type all of y'all? Probably. Fucking sure. Yes. Oh, no. For sure. You were absolutely right. Um, there are lots of um, <laughs> pussyfoots in there for sure. Yeah. So I, I do think about that. And I think about yesterday going to – so I had to go get my – I had to nail in our tire – go up to the Kia dealership. I'm sitting in the room. I take my laptop. I'm going to work from their dealership. And sweet lady, sweet technician comes up to me and she's like, so you have a nail in your tire. We've already patched up one side of it. Um, and when none of us are comfortable with you leaving with two patches on your tire. So um, the total is going to be, and I go, 
I don't have a total. Um, I have the tire package. I bought it from y'all from mm-hmm. this dealership when I got the car. And she goes, oh, um, so let me go find that. I, I don't know. And I go, oh, yo, whatever you're worried about, like, just figure it out. Come back to me. I have calls to be on. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying for that. So y'all are going to replace the tire. Y'all are the ones that talk me into the $35 extra dollars a month on right. my, that I'm paying to get this. So you guys handle whatever you need to figure out. Then she brings over my air filters. <laughs> and I was like, you have to understand that I was raised by a father that told me that the only thing I need to get done at the um, car shop is to get my oil changed and to make sure my gas tank is full. And then maybe every month while I get my, my hair filter changed. And she was like, but I, and I was like, got another call to just got another call to be on. So the package I signed up for, that's what I want to get. <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting. Right. And I go back onto it. And I think, and I struggled. I hated that. I was like, cause I automatically, and that was the first female had actually come into play. Like, I actually applaud them for having a female and that for her stepping up and going, I'm going to be in this role that's customer facing mm. and trying to tell probably the majority of men sitting in yeah, here what to, yeah, to do. Right. Yeah. But my, every time I went to go get an oil change in high school, my dad would be like, I don't care what they come out and tell you oil change only. Yeah. And sure shit. I'd be sitting there and thinking being like 16 year old kid like, yeah. waiting on my grand dam. And they'd be like, ah, ma'am. And I was like, oil change. My dad said oil change. That's all I can get is oil change. And it could have been, Black, like this air filter right. could have been like black. I'm like, my dad said oil change only. And I think that's it. And I told dad the story last night. He's like, that's not exactly what I told you. <laughs> that's not like, if you need to get something, right, 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 but, right. but I went in and I feel like that is the number one place women get taken advantage of oh, for sure. is too, is there. So I know I've done a rabbit hole there, but like me, my assertiveness has always been taken in a negative way yeah. as opposed to like, Same. good on her. Mm-hmm. she stands up for herself. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you feel like, cause I went through this. Do you feel like after you had steel that it changed your leadership style or level of assertiveness? Do you, that I became more, um, more understanding. I definitely did. Yeah. Like I remember people at work being like, well, dang, you show tell you had a kid, <laughs> you know, like I just not, I still hold the line, but I feel like I'm just way There's more, more gray area. Yeah. I'm way more, more empathetic than I was pre-Drexel. Cause now I'm just like, oh, the life and the love and the world, you know? And I, but I still like value my name. And like, when my name is said in the room, I want, I want certain things to be said. So the line is still there, but I definitely feel like I have just, I'm way more softer and not in a negative way than I was pre having a kid. So yeah, environment. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, do you feel like you saw a marked difference? No. Okay. <laughs> I, so I've always been said, I think I've always had, I've like, we were talking about this before mm-hmm. we started recording. Like, I wish I had thicker skin. I, in a conference room setting, in a boardroom setting, you would think I have the thickest skin on the fucking planet. What I might be feeling internally might be different. Right. But like, do I feel, but also what I was talking to you guys about, about like how people schedule their doctor's appointments and things like that, where you're like, just have a little bit of like brain with it. Um, I think I require the people that are above me to have more emotional intelligence than maybe I feel like I, I Mm. expect more of others when I'm still maybe more of my hard ass self that I was before Hmm. steel. So it's kind of strange because I'm deflected, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't want to be that person, but I want you to be that person. Um, because I feel like someone has to draw the line. I don't know. So I don't know. It's kind of about, to me, it's a, um, 
it's always, I always want to try to find some empathy in the situation of like, why is someone going like that? Is my person that's I'm talking to you right now being the way they are? Because is something happening at home that I don't know about where I do think men might not necessarily go. Uh, they never, they the don't think of that. No. I, I think that I just became more aware of like what people like emotions like, I feel like, I, like I'm a Pisces. I'm an emotional, like, person. I, everything's made off. All my decisions are never based on logic at all. It's all, like, Really? That surprises me. It's so bad. People are like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel it. You know, like, whatever. But, I, I mean, they don't lead me astray. However, like, I feel like when I, because so much of my job is, like, actual development of people, and there's such a gray area of, like, you being able to develop a skill with also how you feel, Mm-hmm. And like how you feel about yourself and how you view yourself and your ability to like match, like make do the skill that like I feel like so much of my job is like also coaching people and like life coaching. And so I feel like it caused me to just have another lens around like how people develop, how people grow, how like like, dang, like you might really not be able to do this thing I'm asking you to do, not because you don't want to do it, but because like you don't really believe like that you can do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and so I think there's like that piece of me that was like, that changed a little bit as how I approach leadership. And I feel like before I always believed family first, but like, I feel like it wasn't necessarily something I really like verbalized. And I feel like after I had Drexel, I was very much like, close your laptop and walk away go be with your Mm -hmm. kid you know what I mean like do that like like actually vocalizing that versus just being like oh yeah I mean like work-life balance you know like Mm -hmm. I I think I actually believed it I would say that I was I didn't mean to sorry I was gonna say that in the new position that I'm in if I'm getting there are times where I'm sending messages to my team like why are you emailing me it's 8 (laughs) p.m don't email me anymore shut off walk away and be with your family. Yeah. Like, I know you have a lot on your plate right now, but it can wait until tomorrow. Yeah. So that part, but I don't know that that was any different of me in my leadership role before Steel, though. Like, yeah, I feel like that's so. always mm-hmm. been my mm-hmm. way. So let's pretend we had, you know, we we all have 17, 18, 19-year-old daughters. Mm. So we... we well, we, that's we, a nightmare, first of well, all. Well, first of all, yeah. yeah subway and traffic. Yeah. Second of all... <laughs> I want to be able to, because we spoke a little bit about like leading leaders, which is a whole Oof. nother ball game, right? Mm-hmm. But I still feel like, and I think I'm, and I'm, and there's a little bit of change that happens. I think every single year is a little bit more influence and change that women have, you know, in the work spot. But I still feel like the managing perception is number one mm-hmm. when it comes to a woman wanting to, you know, get into the workforce. What it, what would be our, our advice to give them? Oh, God. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like, we're, if I did, I wish you had asked me that beforehand because I could sit, you know, y'all know me, talk for hours on what I think it should be. But I would want, I've always loved the phrase, and I think it came from the lady, the, um, I can't think of her name that wrote the book. She was from, she was at Facebook and wrote Leaning, Lean In. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Where it's like, raise your, feel comfortable raising your hand, like walk into a room. And if you see an entire room of, or the entire table filled and no chairs that you go find a chair and you scoot your ass up in the middle of whoever's sitting at that table, you're not sitting on the side of the table. Um, that you, that dumb question that you feel like you don't want to ask that you raise your hand and ask it, that you carry yourself in a manner of like, y'all know the, the, I got told when I changed channels at Verizon 
I was coached one day on an outfit that was appropriate and B2B was all of a sudden not appropriate and indirect. And I was like, but why is it not appropriate? Because the guy, because the people that we're working with are, have more wandering eyes. That's not my problem. This Great. is how I've always dressed at work, whatever. And it's worked for me. It's been what I've, how I carry myself. So to stay true to yourself, but to also not be like sign up for the hard projects, raise your hand when it, when you feel like in your soul and your gut and whatever's telling you to raise your hand, don't ignore that feeling. Like I truly believe that a female's gut is stronger than any, any males any day. Um, and to not be afraid to ask for help. Like I, I could walk into a room, Terry, if she's listening, like you've heard me say Terry's Mm -hmm. name at Verizon, like she was my best I think it's because she looked back at me. Someone was like, you were the younger version of it. Like she saw mm-hmm. some of me and her and she took me, she was one of the hardest coaching lessons I had. She took me and coached me on something that I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I did that. And I tucked my tail between my legs mm-hmm. and I cried that night and was like, I can't <laughs> believe I fucking did that. Mm-hmm. But I am so glad she did that. Um, so I know I went down a different route there, but like being okay with taking the tough criticism and doing something with it. Mm-hmm. So I know that was lots of yeah. little things, but that's. I think mine would be either like find a mentor mm-hmm. off of that. Like I had a mentor who is amazing, Dr. Kelly Gunn. And she just like pushed me. I remember celebrating some like scores I got from some kids and she's like, that's awesome. So next year you're going to get a hundred. And I was mm-hmm. like, the hell? Like, <laughs> was 95 not good enough you know like okay you know but like she pushed me right and like pushed me to get different degrees I wasn't gonna get like literally mm. pushed me um and so I think one would be like find a female mentor like who can really like school you on the game and really give you like all the feedback that you need um and I think the other is just to gosh I think like you've got to just go for it. Like, I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of the ability to do something. Mm-hmm. And we think like, I think, I think it's, I see it on Instagram all the time. Like, you know, put your name in sis, because there's like a fat man in the corner <laughs> right. who has a half, the half the like abilities that you do, who's surely going to put his hand in and say, yeah. right. Right. me. Sure. So just, try put yourself in the process you never know what's going to happen so I would say it's really about just like really believing in yourself and your abilities and it's it's not a negative thing to be confident in yourself Mm -hmm. like I am at 36 just getting to the space where I can say I'm a good fucking assistant principal I know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. you know and so there is nothing wrong with saying that it doesn't make you cocky it doesn't make you you know like being humble is great, but you can say that and be humble, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think there's a piece to like owning what the fuck you're good at. Yep. Like if you're good at fucking changing tires at Kia, like. Then own it and be that best version that's there. Be yes. the best damn tire changer. Yes. There's yeah. probably a different name besides tire changer. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No, I love both of that, both of those uh, viewpoints. And I think there's a couple things is where I look at my, when I was growing, you know, in the corporate world and even navigating a career change at such an old age is, <laughs> but I was, I, I mean, I, too, I left a 14 year career. I, I know, but not, but you seasoned, know, season, sure. But uh, no one, uh, this jump shit. Seasons, word, I'm season, yeah, I like yeah. mature, mature. Yeah. All of those. Mature. 
is I hate when people say it like that. Is that the accurate way? To, is that the right way to say? No, it? I think my dad's from Kentucky, and I think my tour is well sound. Like, oh, anyways, I do think like being able we don't negotiate well. Ugh. Uh, so I do feel like you guys both hit some nails on the head. Is speak your truth, right, and to be true to yourself, but also don't be so wound up in you know not budging or conforming until you have the power to influence change. So for me, it's, I had to, I mean, I wore, I mean, again, I had to pick my battles. Was it my nail color or did I want to be like, you know, F it, I'm going to, this is who I am. Or am I going to wait until I earn the right to, to influence the change that nail color doesn't matter, right? So you do have to pick, and everyone's personality is a little bit different, but to make sure that you ask the questions, and Aaron, I think you're spot on. The one thing that I didn't do well and I still don't, don't, don't do well is to seek out mentorship in both in the community that I'm in, that I'm working in and outside. And I do feel like it's worth having a diverse group of mentorship, whatever, regardless of that, what that means. Uh, because I think that there's a value add in learning and continuing that, that leadership piece and asking for that feedback. And Sarah Beth, I love what you said around your tail between your legs as a true Virgo, I've already probably given myself the feedback and the criticism nine times. And then when I hear it again, I'm like, I already fucking, I already knew that. And thanks for giving it to me again. Now I'm going to like, now it hurts even heavier, but it's worth it. It's worth saying, okay, what can I do better? Like, what is my perception? I think the number one thing is be careful. Learn your, what, learn how you walk in a room, learn where your strengths are, learn where you're, where you can probably seek for a little bit more opportunity and how that all meshes together as you grow. I think that to me is just mm-hmm. super critical as women want to thrive in a leadership position is we have to work harder, period, period, mm-hmm. period. Like it is, you don't wake up at early in the morning and like you start your day and you end your day, like the same as men do. You, you cannot do that. You wake up and you, you give visualization and manifestation of what you want your day to be like you come back and you review on okay what was the perception around that how can I be better how can I influence because until women are in more leadership roles yeah and more c-suite responsibilities and are ruling the world in a equal manner we have to play the game until we can influence Mm -hmm. there are 37 females out of the fortune 500 that's crazy that's insane it's insane that is ridiculous Mm -hmm. um and i will say you said something kelly and i can't remember exactly what it was made me think about this but like i if there are more terry pews in the world the reason why she chose to coach me that day that made me she didn't make me cry yeah it was i couldn't i couldn't believe that i allowed myself to be that right yeah I was trying to play Can too you much give us into that example them. or no? We were at a um we had taken some of the agents to uh, the Braves game and I kept um uh, I this is a hazy memory but I kept <laughs> saying that because I was new in my position I didn't know I kept saying I whatever and she sure. goes she said Sarah Beth um if you were that agent and you were listening to you how much trust do you think and right. faith would do you think that agent had in in their relationship with Verizon being in your hands? Yep. And I was like, oh my, and I get super defensive. I mean, both yeah, yeah, sure, sure. so I wasn't defensive to Terry. I automatically got defensive with myself. Sure. Like, I mean, it was a tough thing. And she 
And the, the reason why she chose to, I don't, if I was a male, I don't think she would have coached me on it. She knew mm-hmm. how she knew important it was that as a female yep. that we were already outnumbered yep. in that channel of the business that I could not also, she goes, do you think a man actually would have said how unseasoned they were in their no. position? Never. No, because oh. they're also unaware. So they would, <laughs> nor do they, nor do they care so they to be aware. They would have been like, yeah, I know this. Oh, you do? I've been here two days, but you know, I got it. I yeah, mean, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I find myself doing it with my new company, yeah. right? It's like, I don't have that answer again, brand new, whatever. But, but it's like how you can say that now is like, you know what? No I'm going to get you the answer. Don't way. you worry. I'm going to get you the answer. Mm-hmm. I don't have it right now while we're face to face on this call, but trust me when I tell you that we're going to follow up with you and get yeah. you an answer. And that's how I coach my team to do it too, because male or female, like we're new to any of these customers we're meeting with right yeah. now. And so just give all they want to know is that you're going to give them the answer. Yeah. Why I made it seem like it was, I think that night after a couple of too many drinks was like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. like flipping my hair, you know, whatever. And that wasn't to Terry. It was girl, we got to tighten that up. Game on. Game on. We yep. Game on. We've got to be yeah. there. So I will never forget. And she is, whether she wanted to be my mentor or not, I'm like, Oh, you got me girl. Yeah. Don't you yeah. <laughs> ride along for the, for the yeah. ride here. So, and we need more of her. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, is just like, get you a good girl tribe. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think you need like other women of in power positions where you, they don't have to be in the same industry as you. You, the three of us can sit here and talk, right? Mm-hmm. None of you guys are in education, but I know that like you are facing some of the same challenges and I can trust the advice that you give to me mm-hmm. in a situation, right? So I think too, it's like find you a good girl tribe that can also, you can call on and say, hey, like how do you, how should I handle this conversation? Or mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Or, you know, you know me, like I, you know, I can present, like, mm-hmm. what do you think I should do? Like, I think that's also another thing is like, find you a good girl tribe of like other women in power and, and try to use leverage those relationships as well. Absolutely. agree. That was an awesome. That's actually a really good, like, anyways, I thought this was perfect. We could have probably, well, I said this at the end of everything, we could have gone on forever and ever and yeah. ever, but thank you again for being here. Thanks. Where Aaron. can people find you? Where can people find you? Oh, at... I don't even want to say it because you guys are. That's two N's. As in Nancy. C O T T M as in man. A N. That was awesome. And you can find us at Mimosas and Hot Sauce on Instagram and make it with Mimosas and Hot Sauce on Facebook. And you can email us at. I don't even remember what our. Make it at mimosas and hot sauce.com. Sorry, I forgot what it was. Thanks for getting naked with us, guys. Let's get naked more. Okay, goodbye. That concludes another episode of Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. Thank you so much for listening. Regardless if this is your first time listening to us or if you have been here since day one, please know that we are beyond grateful for any love you can show us. So if you can take just a second to rate us and leave a review on whatever app you're using to listen to us today, would be awesome. Also visit our website at mimosasandhotsauce.com to sign up for what will be one amazing newsletter. And then follow us on Instagram at Mimosas and Hot Sauce or on Facebook at Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. Until next time, stay stay naked. naked.